the college football experience week 12 DFS show on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, win bet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup free roll. We're giving away $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app for free, which you can download for free in the App Store or Google Play Store. So grab that thing today. And folks, remember to let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Is Colby swinging database dad, aka pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> Not many more weeks left of this. Ah, we got bowl games. Bowl games. Bowl games will be even more challenging because there will be backups playing. But I am joined. Oh, yeah, you know, weekday DFS in college football is tricky enough because there's a lot of uh, you know scratches that aren't really publicized bef- uh, beforehand. Good thing about bowl games that usually we know who's sitting, but still it's a crapshoot because of there's so many players not playing, coaches not playing. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it's still fun. Yeah, yeah. And if you're wondering who the hell that is, that is the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving former former earned the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? I mean, first off, we're inviting people to come play DFS. We tweet it out every day at TCE on SGPN. Come play or NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Um college football and college basketball. You know, I know college football season's winding down. Well, college basketball's just warming up. So uh feel free to to play and you know take on us both in both sports. Yes, yes, yes. And Look, I, I, I'm not sure what slate it was last week, but I had a quarterback not play, which cost me because the rest of my team was amazing. Mm, who was the quarterback? I'm trying to think. I remember last week I was looking at this one, one of the action games. Maybe was that what it was? No, I think it was a Saturday game because I remember looking remember I played Jalen Polk for Washington and Michael Penix. Yeah. Penix obviously threw for over 400 yards and had a QB rating of 94. <laughs> Um, and, and Polk had, uh, I think a hundred yards and a touchdown. 
And but who who else on the night slate would have? I wonder. Well, who, in the night slate, you came in second place. I thought so, I, I uh, thought I didn't have my so one of them on Saturday. Oh, it was KJ Jefferson. Ah, uh, you talked me in. You talked me in on this very show <laughs> to playing KJ Jefferson, and he did right. not play. And we had they didn't even report that until like ten minutes before <sighs> kickoff. I wish college football would be a little bit more like NFL in that regard, where you should know who's playing for you know for DFS wise and for for just gambling wise too. You oh. know, so it, it is. It always sucks when you, you're pretty much the whole slate is ruined because, especially at the quarterback position, like you get a, a goose egg there. You know, good luck uh, trying to win any money. But uh, let's quickly recap uh, this week. Hopefully, or last week. This week, hopefully, you don't roster any quarterbacks that don't play. But um, we'll start with last night. I won the uh, showdown competition, the uh, SMU two lane game. Uh, let's see here the Maction. Wednesday night, Jabari Smith fan. He took home the crown there. Mm. And RR Bold Jr. took home the Tuesday night Maction. Going back to last weekend, Friday night. Now you won the you won the Friday night, you came in second. And now Cooley came in first. That's the one that you were in the money. The um Saturday main slate DTF 04021. Jabari Smith fan came in second and Saturday night. Jamie won and Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Tesla came in second. There you go. I'm trying to find the lineup I had with the quarterback that was out because it was incredibly frustrating. Cause I remember looking at the rest of my so team. That was, that was a day game, right? I think so. Cause that was a nine o'clock kick on the West, right? Right. So hold on. Dude, I have so many like old yeah, I'm here. in so you many that I can't quickly, find it either. But to quickly scroll through, all right, all right, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up here. All right, so you finished that slate in fourth with no quarterback with the, with the goose egg. So yeah, yeah you had um, you, Payne Durham, the tight end for Purdue. That's who it was it too. You. Yeah, that's who it was. And then Hendon Hooker, seven for yeah. seventy-two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Hooker had a very nice game. You also had a good game out of Chase Brown doing his usual. So yeah, I mean, if you would have got like the an, an average amount of points, say twenty, uh, you would have easily won the main slate last Saturday. So. And and you talked me out of who who was I going with instead of Jefferson? I feel like I was going with was it Pratt? Was it Holton Nailers? No, that was Friday. It might have been Pratt. Might have been Pratt, but I mean, he. Don't, I don't think he did great, but he did obviously po- more points than zero. But yeah. uh, was it Pratt? Might have been Pratt. Might have been right. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. There's no use crying over. Oh, milk, I man. like to. You know me. I like to cry and bitch about. Uh, <laughs> you know all that's wrong in the world. Um, you came in the money Friday night, so you know the the weekend wasn't all a wash. You had some success. Yeah, I'm just mad when it's like the Thursday night that I started. Well, this one was brutal for everybody. I feel like the Thursday night a couple of weeks ago when Cameron Rising, everyone played Cameron yeah, Rising, and it's right. like they didn't even release anything. He wasn't even questionable. Like they just yeah. said, uh, all of a sudden you see the first snap of the game, and you're like, that's not Cameron Rising. <laughs> I love when you see a tweet like you know, like five minutes after the uh, kickoff, it's like, oh, Cameron Rising in street clothes tonight. I'm like, great, that that information <laughs> would have been fantastic to know a half hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable that we don't get that. But but uh, hey, look, I mean, we 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 started doing this podcast, I believe, the year of COVID, or was it the year before? I think it was the was year it, before. 
was it okay? Twenty nineteen. Well, I remember how bad twenty twenty was. The DFS podcast, yeah. The DFS, yeah, exactly. Uh, trying to figure out who's going to play every week with COVID. So I guess we're kind of used to it. Yeah, yeah. And so we have two games on Friday night: South Florida and Tulsa. Pretty shitty Over game. Under of fifty eight. And and you know what's interesting here? I mean, both these teams aren't bowl eligible. Do you think? You think Tol- this is Tulsa's last game at home, right? Do they do they play the seniors? I mean, they, you got to th- start thinking about these angles. <laughs> I mean, first off, this slate here is is awful. I mean, there's only two games, and there's only going to be one team bowling out of the four teams. So yeah, you had South Florida at Tulsa with an over under a fifty eight, and then San Diego State at New Mexico with. A very low over under of 36 and a half in a game where the Aztecs are what 14 and a half point favorites. Yeah. So you have an implied total for New Mexico about 11 points. You might want to steer clear of that offense, but you're right. It's coming down to the end of the year where maybe they're, they're playing young guys. Yeah, or, maybe, or, or maybe they're playing seniors. Who, who the hell knows? No, I think you're there. I think they like Tulsa take Tulsa, for example, now South Florida's got an interim head coach. He might be just trying to, to get the best results he can get, but yeah. t- Tulsa, you know, they're not going to a bowl game. I think that's their first time sure. in a couple of years, not going to a bowl game. I think he's probably going to honor the seniors. So if that there's a fourth year wide well, receiver on the depth chart or a, on the, you know, somewhere or a f- fourth uh, senior uh, a six-year senior on the on the defensive line, maybe he gets a start. You know, I just think it could well, be a completely a different game. Different ways of looking at it, though. Like if you aren't making a bowl game, you don't have all that practice time. Maybe those seniors they're going to be gone. Maybe you need to play young guys to to get them some experience because they're going to be on your roster next year. Maybe true, you got to make but, them happy so, so so they don't transfer out. True, but you also don't want to burn the eligibility. <laughs> Uh, you talking about if like someone's like registered, sure. But I'm saying like if you got a young guy who you know is on the roster, he's not going to be registered, and he's just second string or, or third string, right? So I don't know. I, I didn't look that far into it. I'm going to assume the players who've been playing the majority of the season, if they're healthy, they're going to play. You know, because you know trying to guess at, at something like that is going to be very hard to do. Um. All right. Well. uh I'm waiting for mine to load as I was, I was looking up recent. Um, all right. What'd you do with the quarterback? Did you go with two quarterbacks? I did go to two quarterbacks and uh, I went with the only two quarterbacks. I could imagine anybody rostering. <laughs> so uh, both of these guys are going to be highly owned, but I will take uh, Jalen maiden 8.2 K for San Diego state. We mentioned on the picks podcast, this guy, you know, he's a Mississippi state transfer. He like transferred out and like, 2019 or something. And I guess he's been just sitting on the, on their bench, but he actually has the offense moving since he was given the starting nod uh, a few weeks ago. So like going up against New Mexico. Yeah. Give me the most expensive quarterback, Jalen maiden. Oh, nice. I mean, it is going to be cold. I wonder about those California boys out there in the you cold. Think Rocky longs got something for him. I take it. You didn't roster him. I only went one quarterback and it Did was, a, he's, a, he, he's a true lawn chair. Davis Brin, <laughs> Davis Brin in, in, uh, in the Tulsa USF game. Well, you can uh, play the music because he was my second guy. There we go. Davis Brin. Give us a solid. I think that's the only option. Yeah. 
I think I, the only option is to go both of those quarterbacks that I went with, or go one of them and save money and just go with the one quarterback lineup. Yeah. So, uh, so I loaded up on running back in my super flex. You know who has the worst run defense? Well, the worst run defense in the AAC, the worst, the sixth worst run defense in America. Probably Tulsa. No, it's South Florida. Okay. Golden that would have been my second guess. <laughs> uh, Tulsa. I don't know where Tulsa's charting. Tulsa's not actually not in the hundreds. Oh no, they're one twenty three uh, actually. So load okay. up on both running backs <laughs> in this game, which exactly, I did. That's exactly what I did too. Right. Yeah. So you got Daneric Prince at six point seven k. Yeah. Last two weeks he hasn't done much. Play the music. Yep. But he hasn't done much, partially because they've been down early and they've had to just focus on the pass. So he's had some monster games this year, like the uh, 230 plus yard performance against Temple, or he had a nice game uh, at SMU, almost rushing for 100. So I think this is a bounce back game for Prince at 6.7 K. And I had the second, the same guy. You want to talk about him? Uh, we're going to South Florida. And the only thing that's concerning here is I, I don't know about this team as far as with their interim head coach. We've only seen I one haven't really watched them in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and your life's better for it. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is one we, they've only had one game without, with their interim head coach. So, yeah. but Brian, Brian Batty, the guy uh, is, is best. I mean, is, considering Jerry Bohannon, their quarterbacks out for the year, they don't have a lot of uh, a lot of good players on offense. <laughs> sure. So uh, and th- this guy's been over a hundred yards, five games this season. And you mentioned the interim head coach in his first game. Well, that's the most carries he's got all year. He had 26 for 145 against SMU last week. So it, it sounds to me like the interim coach wants to run the ball and Brian Batty is by far and away the top dog there. So yeah, 6.4 K it looks like we share the same running backs. You only had two. I actually had uh four. Oh, oh, that's right. Well, first off you had only had one quarterback. So uh, who are your other two guys? So you gotta look, I see, I see a great opportunity to, uh, to load up on the running backs. Uh, I am taking you to, this is the only stretch a little bit here. I went with Jordan bird. I know that they, they kind of use 30 different running backs at San Diego state, yeah. but I just feel like uh, the offense is moving a little bit more. So I think San Diego state will score, but when they score, they're not a passing team. All right. They, they might be passing better. They're not a passing team. <laughs> they, 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 they're a run first team. So I look for them to maybe get a score or two in the end zone uh, in the red zone. So Jordan bird, I understand they have chance bell and Armstead, but uh, I think bird is their top guy with almost double the amount of carries as the next. So I loaded up with him and I, I will say though, that that offense is becoming a bit more balanced than it has been in the past. Well, and, and, uh, and Hoke was outspoken about him wanting to do that, which I thought was interesting. I think that might hurt them more than <laughs> More than it helps. Yeah, them. I mean, San Diego State's had a brand of football they've been playing for a while now, and they've had a lot of success playing that brand. So to switch it up, I thought that was curious as well. But they are passing more, and they're having more success through the air, and that's the main reason why I didn't roster Bird was because they do run a bunch of running backs. Even though he's the the best one, I think if I was to roster an Aztec running back, it would be Bird. But I just steer clear to that whole situation. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I went 
I went with Jordan Ford. This is one that I might switch. I am waiting to see the status of Steven Anderson. I wanted Steven Anderson because he's their touchdown leader on the ground for Tulsa. Mm. Um, but he is questionable. And I actually read one thing saying doubtful, but on, on draft Kings, it's or on D on DFS. It's saying questionable. <laughs> um, so then I was like, well, I want the second back because they run so many different backs. Sure. So Jordan and if Ford that at, bad against the run. That, that, yeah. that makes some sense. So I went with Jordan Ford at 4,500. I'll be honest. This slate, not a big fan of this slate. It's, <laughs> not it's not tough. a I mean, big fan of the slate. Not a lot of options, and and some of the teams are are pretty shitty teams, so it's tough. But uh, well, I have four receivers. I think you only have three, right? Yeah. So far away on on uh, your top dog. Top dog seven point six k stacking with Davis Brin. That is Tulsa's wide receiver one, Keelan Stokes. Yes, yes, yes. You you just have to. You have yeah. to again. Expect very high ownership of Stokes, but on a slate that is lacking top receivers, I think you have to put him in your lineup. I agree, completely agree. And uh, and, and yeah, my next two guys, if I can go ahead, sure. are, are both San, are both San Diego State Aztecs. I mean, I, I'm telling you, the passing game is improving, and if I can lock up probably t- two of their three biggest threats. And that is uh, Tyrell Shavers for 5.2K. You know why I like this angle, right? I have Tyrell Shavers. Uh, he was at Mississippi State as well with the uh, with the quarterback. What's his name? Uh, Maiden. Yeah, yeah. So they both go back a ways. That's right. And you see, his production has spiked once Maiden was pretty much given the reins of that offense. So yeah. And and the, and the price point is nice too at five point two k. But I also went four point six k. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the first name right. Mekki Mikai Shaw, Mikai Shaw, yeah, Mikai Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Well, hey, fourteen catches over the last three games. He seems to be more their like possession guy. Uh, also caught a touchdown last week against San Jose State. So you got that air game cranking. You know, uh, I know Tulsa probably has the best passing attack on the slate, but second to them would be the Aztecs. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, so you named, I only have one player left because you named two of my wideouts. <laughs> oh, did you have both Aztecs? Oh, no, no. You had Stokes and Shavers. Gotcha. Yeah. Stokes and Shavers. And my last guy is Juan Carlos Santana. I'm going heavy nice. with the, the passing attack of the golden hurricane. So uh, that's my roster. Do you still have one guy or two guys? Just one guy. And I, first off, I, I do like the play of Juan Carlos Santana. I couldn't fit both expensive Tulsa receivers in there because I spent up at the quarterback position. So this is my punt play of the slate. I went a uh, South Florida bull wide receiver, Sean Atkins. I know nothing about this dude, but he <laughs> went four for 55 last week. So maybe that interim coach is a fan of Sean Atkins. I don't know, but he is my punt play and that rounds out my lineup. There we go. What's our, what's our bourbon here? What's our battle? Oh, that's a good question. My man. So you had a running back for about 4,500 or so that uh, other Tulsa running back. Yes, but I might take him out. I need to know if the other guy's playing, I have the money for him. <laughs> I just need so to know if Anderson's playing or not. Well, if you keep him in the, the, the one wide receiver who could be in your flex spot, I have this at 
uh, is Shaw for San Diego State. Okay, that's our do, battle. It's either do that or we or we do Juan Carlos Santana versus Maiden. Mm, There's not no. a whole lot of differences, so I think that's those are the only two options. Whatever running back I use against. Okay. Okay. Against. Uh, against Makai Shaw. Yeah, I think that's the play. All right. Let's do it. All right, and that's our slate for Friday, Saturday. Well, before I get to Saturday, I want to tell you folks out there that the College Football Experience Week 12 DFS show is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. I've been everywhere, man, and WinBet is too. All right, from uh, boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today. All right, we are back. I like this slate. What was your, what was your feelings on this slate? Well, I only went one quarterback, um, so that's always a little bit of a question mark. You're gonna love my roster because it's loaded with ECU Pirates. Oh, <laughs> uh, we might have uh, the same roster then, buddy. Yeah, you know, it, they were just affordable. And I think that that game at home against Houston, I think there's going to be a lot of points. So it's, it's certainly one of the games I targeted the most. And that starts with my one quarterback, the captain, the old veteran Holton Ehlers for 6.2 K. I I think there's great value on the quarterback slate here. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you go CJ Stroud, obviously, if you want to pay up, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's probably going to crush it. I think there's diamonds in the rough. Yeah, because I think you Max Duggan might have a a tougher game against Baylor. Uh, You got a lot of people with with some some injury question marks like Malik Cunningham or Jalen Daniels. So for me, I wasn't in love with the quarterback slate, which is why I went with a cheaper one and only one. So I take it. You have a second. Yeah, I have Holton Aylers too. And I'm tired of the disrespect Patty C has been applying to Holton Aylers. He's a very, <laughs> very good throwing motion or yeah, something. Come on. Very good college quarterback. In my opinion. Very good. Yes. Yeah. My other quarterback. Well, I want to bargain shop and I see a misvalued player going up against a terrible defense. And I also think if you stay, if you, if you paid attention to college football, you know, news on the off side of things, I would say like off the field, uh, West Virginia fired their athletic director. I think Neil Brown has might be fired on Monday. <laughs> uh, it's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. And will Howard has been a beast. And we want to talk about a blessing in disguise. Cause I think Chris Kleiman had probably promised Adrian Martinez, the starting job there, Adrian yeah. Martinez play. And, and to, to his credit, he's only had, uh, he's played good. But when will Howard came in the game against TCU, whoa, did that offense open up. And, you know, I think he had this thing of like, man, Martinez played good. He got us here at six and one. Uh, he kind of had a problem where he was like, if I go to Howard, but Martinez, you know, did get us here. You know, but Martinez got well, injured. Is, is, yeah, is he completely healthy? Is Martinez completely healthy? No, he's out until the bowl game right. now, at least. Yeah. Uh, maybe the season. 
So now Will Howard has keys to the offense. It is his offense now. And ever since they named Colin Klein, the offensive coordinator this off season, because I, I was the first to talk trash about Will Howard a year ago. Last uh, year he was not good. And maybe that's my hesitation, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, in the three games he's played, he's been over 20 fantasy points each time. So if you can get that production again for 6.4 K, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, he's thrown, he's only played in, in a little bit of action and he has more passing touchdowns than Martinez. The offense is, is it cranks up when he's in there at quarterback and West yeah. Virginia's defense has been terrible this year. So yeah. I, I'm going to take a shot on will Howard uh, to, to, and I, another thing is K state's defense is really good. I know West Virginia, you know, bench JT Daniels and that, that the other kid came in and played great, but he was a running quarterback. I don't, that worked against Oklahoma because Oklahoma has been terrible against the run all year. Adrian Martinez had a, like a, a fucking career day against Oklahoma running the ball. Yeah. That doesn't work against K state. They see it every day in practice. K state. So, yeah. So, so your, your two quarterbacks are 6.4 and 6.2 K. So, and, and I have money left over, but who do you like better? Ailers or Howard? I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with Ailers. I'm just I mean, you have to, to say Ailers because Houston just gave up like 80 points to SMU, right? He's using at home too. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, the last home game, right? I believe. Oh no. Do we get temple at home or is that, are we at temple? I forget. You know, one thing you might want to look at is, is a, a weather forecast for West Virginia. Just cause we're getting to that time of the year. And I know there's going to be a, a, some bad weather coming through, it's, through it, a lot of the, the Midwest and Northeast. Yeah. It's snowing on Friday, not Saturday, 36 degrees, but will Howard can run the ball too, dude. Like yeah, yeah. A, a year ago, like their it. their offense was Will Howard on shotgun draws. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like power yeah. rushing attack. So uh, I just think you know he'll have opportunity to to get some points in this matchup. Uh, who's your second quarterback? I don't have a second quarterback. Only oh. one. Remember? Yeah, that's right. That's so I right. got four running backs. I have the same approach you took with the Friday night slate, and I gotta say I, I do love my running backs. And we'll start in the game we were just talking about in Morgantown. I will take Deuce Vaughn for 7.4K. Uh, why not? I mean, come on. We talk about him, if not every week, every other week. He has four straight games over 20 fantasy points. Finding the end zone again. Only only five rushing touchdowns on the year. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Adrian Martinez was vulturing some of those rushing touchdowns. If he is, if he, if Martinez is out and he is out, I think yeah. uh, that probably means if there's going to be rushing touchdowns, it's going to come from, from Deuce Vaughn. So well, es- especially like here, especially uh, the problem with Adrian Martinez. And, and like I said, I think he played good this year. He proved a lot of the haters wrong. Right. Um, but the teams knew they weren't going to pass. So they would load yeah. the box load the box with Will right. Howard's passing skills. This offense cranks to another notch. And then that gives more room for Deuce Vaughn to break shit. Like break shit. I completely open. agree. Yeah. So yep. uh, I like that play. Uh, in the same game, I'll I'll, I'll play my least uh, just because we're talking about this game. Uh, the the right. running back I spent least on, and really I didn't have a lot of money left over. But Garrett Green is going to get the the nod, I believe, for the the Mountaineers. I, I don't know that I'm a hundred percent on that, but I, I from what I was told. Um, he only completed 54% of his passes, but he ran the hell out of the ball. I think he had three rushing touchdowns in that game. Um, 
I don't know how efficient of a passer he is. So sure. they're, they're going to do a lot of the option read stuff and TJ Donaldson's out for the year at the running back spot. So Tony Mathis jr. I think really will have access to uh, getting the bulk of the carries. And another thing is what do you have with an inexperienced quarterback? If they are going to pass the screen game. And I, I would imagine Tony Mathis would be there. There, you know, a security blanket for an inexperienced passing quarterback. So, at forty nine hundred, I know K State's defense is good. This is strictly because there wasn't a lot of money left over, so I took Tony Mathis Jr. at forty nine hundred. He's your least expensive. You're forgetting somebody that I mentioned when we're doing the picks podcast Wednesday. Oh, night. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not. No, I have that guy. I have that guy. I forgot. You have, yeah, Nakia Watson. For I 3. do. 8K. I do. Okay. I was gonna say, man. I think if you're a sharp yeah. DFS player, your roster and Nikki Watson. Arizona's run defense awful. If if anything, if Arizona had a decent run defense, they'd probably be like an eight win team this year because that offense is fire. I actually think that yeah. offense could score on almost any defense in America. Uh, Nikki Watson is a Wisconsin transfer. Has been uh, in Pullman for a couple of years now. It seems like he is becoming their lead dog. Last two games, 16 for 166 and a touchdown against Stanford, and then 20 for 116 and three touchdowns against Arizona State last week. And he's only 3.8 K playing that Arizona run defense. He is the he is a must, a must roster. I agree. I agree. Um my most expensive running back. So you, uh, we've named two of my running backs now, Mathis and Nakia Watson. My most expensive running back. Let's now, go to Greenville. I didn't do it. I didn't do no? it. No. No. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But he is a baller. My thing is he got he got he got blasted by did you see that hit in that Cincinnati game? Yeah. Yeah, but he, apparently I can't find him on any kind of injury report, so I think he's good to go. Oh no, he's so, good to go. I saw it. I follow ECU Twitter yeah. accounts, a bunch of them. He's playing. But uh uh I mean he probably will have a gigantic day. My problem let's is just, let's just say the name here. Uh, ECU's Keaton Mitchell for seven point one k. Yes, my problem here is I went with Bijan Robinson. I, I like that play. I, I mean, he he had an awful week last week. I do think he's going to bounce back against Kansas. I didn't spend up though because I liked less expensive running backs, but it makes a lot of sense. I like it. Well, Kansas, look, Leipold's doing a great job. He's doing a great job, but the the run defense it's is still not there. Is it, soft. Yeah. Well, it's it's improved a, a ton since he's got there. It's charting at number what ninety two in the nation right now, which yeah. is which for a Kansas fan, you're probably like hell yeah because it, you were in the one twenties. <laughs> you were in the one twenties just a year ago. I think one twenty six. Uh, but right, still not good. And Bijan <laughs> should have a, a big time bounce back game. Yeah, yeah. So then you, you that, those are my running backs. Those are my running backs right there. I got one more since I have four of them. And uh, 6.8 K, it might not be the greatest matchup in the world TCU at Baylor, but for some reason, Kendra Miller TCU's running back is kind of show no love. I mean, he's, he's always been priced around 6 K to 6.8 K this week is his highest. And all he does is rush for a hundred yards and a touchdown. He has 13 rushing touchdowns on the year. Uh, He has at least one rushing touchdown in every game. He has five straight games over 100 yards, uh, seven games on the season, uh, eclipsing the uh, century mark. So for me, it's just like a, a, a no brainer. He's under seven K. I'm on a roster him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been a baller. He's been a baller. 
Um, I am a little concerned about Dave Aranda though, shutting down that, but there's only it's TCU such a complete offense. It's hard to shut yeah. down both. So is, they got, da- they got dangerous playmakers out wide. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Duggan is dangerous himself and then Miller and they have a couple of running backs actually who are pretty solid. So no wonder why they've had some success this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, for wide receivers here, I think, uh, I think I'll just play this because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time or you don't coach in East Carolina. You don't come to East Carolina. You don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart, write it. I'm right. I'm writing it, man. I'm writing it because I am stacking the receivers. See, this is CJ Johnson's potential. I believe I should double check. You go in Johnson and Winstead. I am. Wow. Well, I'm with you with Johnson. So play the music there. And by the way, uh, didn't we have a little battle about that last week? I think we might've, he fucking tore it up against uh seven for one twenty three and a touchdown. Pretty good game. He's finally realizing his potential. He's putting it all together, buddy. Where the hell is if my you, sound drop? What's that? If you recall, I think his freshman year, he had a monster game against Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept waiting for him to duplicate that. And I always thought he was, he, he had more talent than what he was, was playing. Like finally this year, everything seems to be coming together for him. And he's only a junior. We will have him back next year, but he's been playing with Holton Aylers since they were in grade school, man. 6.2 K makes a lot of sense. Loaded up. Uh, I went with him and Isaiah Winstead, man. I'm going like Houston sucks. All right. Like from a defensive <laughs> standpoint, they yeah. suck. I, I, I am very curious. I actually still think there's a shot. They might fire her Holgerson this off season. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's possible, but you know, I mean, that game is going to be a shootout. So I think it, it might make sense to balance your lineup with a Houston Cougar. And if I can go out of sequence, my lowest price receiver is, I believe he's a Texas tech transfer. If I remember correctly, Keyshawn Carter. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think so. Well, last two weeks, eight for one thirty-six and a touchdown against SMU seven for one Oh two in a, and a touchdown against USF. Defenses are, you know, rolling coverage over to to tank, uh, tank, tank Carter. No, sorry, t- Tank Dell. Yeah, I, this is Keyshawn Carter. Excuse me, brain lapse. So uh, Keyshawn Carter is really emerging for only four K. You're getting a receiver who has crushed it the last two weeks. So he's my cheapest receiver. I have one guy left. What are you looking at? I have one guy left too, and uh, let me just see if there's another guy out there. Just I thought about Michael Meyer. Or mayor, whatever the fuck, Michael Mayer. Um, I could also do McMillan with Arizona, who I probably should, but mm. for some reason, this guy caught my attention. I like to think he's the son of Russ Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy in Kansas? Luke Grimm. You know he's their leading yeah. receiver. He's their leading yeah. receiver receptions wise, uh, and. I don't know how they lost last week to Texas tech. They were averaging 9.2 yards a play and they lost by double digits, which is almost impossible. <laughs> it's it's, it's right. almost impossible. Every play is a first down. You're like, how the fuck does that happen? They, they had key key turnovers there in, in the red zone. Um, but I, I just think the guy uh, at Texas's pass defense, Gary Patterson's improved them. They're still not a good pass defense. I'm going to take a shot on Luke Grimm 
at uh, fifty seven hundred, and I have money to do Michael Mayer. Mm. You think I should go Mayer? Interesting. You think I should go Mayer over Grimm? Mayer's had a couple quiet weeks, but I think he has more potential, probably, especially if depending on who's a quarterback for Kansas. Because if uh, Jalen Daniels plays, they run more. True, but you know Kansas scored fifty some points against Texas last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, I think either play is a solid play. I think I would probably lean Mayer, but you know. All right, you sold me. Give me Mayer. Give me wow, John Mayer. Very son. strong argument. <laughs> well, because 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 with because the quarterback situation does concern me. Daniels hasn't thrown a pass in two months, yeah. probably. So if he does get right. the start, then you're sitting there saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see. I might have to eat, eat crow on this one, but uh, well, yeah. Well, let me talk about somebody better. So he's and actually the, just the way we were talking about games. Yeah, you know, my the most expensive receiver I have actually the most expensive player on my whole lineup. I have is my last guy here. I will take you to Marvin Harrison, jr. One of the best receivers. I think Maryland, uh, Maryland's not going to be able to stop Ohio state whatsoever. Expect the Buckeyes to Ohio state average again. <laughs> Ohio state averages like 66 points a game against Maryland over the past. I, I had to like get decade. I had to get somebody from the Ohio state offense. So might as well go Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, that one makes a lot of sense. I mean, Honestly, when you dive into that specifically Ohio State Maryland matchup, Ohio State. Dude, the more you, I look at my lineup, yeah. So finish that thought on the on the Buckeyes. I'm just saying Ohio State scores like something about what Maryland does. Even when the one time the game was close, they were both in the 50s. So right, I mean, they light up Maryland like a Christmas tree. So yeah. Anyway, what, what are you saying about your prime, lineup? Prime, prime. Fade Laxley season right now, but overall, yeah. the more I looked at my lineup, the more I'm liking it. Even if I only have one quarterback and a cheap one at that, I like I, it. Let's do it. I'll be honest. I was thinking about going Cam Ward, but I didn't. Or or Delora, but I think Cam Ward playing the 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 questionable Wildcat defense is uh is juicy. If if people want to zig while we're zagging, um, sure. All right. Well, look before we get to Saturday night slate. Let me tell you. That the college football experience is brought to you by the SGPN World Cup podcast. Yes, we're giving we have a SGPN World Cup free roll going on. We're giving away two hundred fifty dollars cash and a two hundred fifty dollars gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app, which is free to download in the App Store or Google Play Store. So go grab that thing today and let it ride. All right, Saturday night, two quarterbacks. Yes, and I, I leaned heavily into the game that is right down the road from you. And that is the UC at USC at UCLA game, because I do expect a lot of fireworks, a lot of points. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I do expect that game to have a, a ton, a ton. Uh, uh, I, I do expect just like probably in the fifties in that game. Here's what I'm concerned about. Okay. Okay. So, um, DFS, the DFS slate is wrong. Essentially they have Spencer Sanders out, uh, mm. as of 16 minutes ago, I am seeing the Oklahoman, uh, paper saying Spencer Sanders to start versus Oklahoma. Hmm. So you roll dice with them coming well, back. No, from injury? I mean, honestly, I was concerned about that because if the backup, I, I'm actually going to take Dylan Gabriel, but mm. okay. 
but I was concerned about that. Cause I was like, wait, if they, if they have to go with Gundy jr, Oklahoma's offensive approach might be completely different. Sure. Like get up a couple scores and then be conservative. If Spencer okay. Sanders is in, which I know he can exploit the Sooners defense. Um, right. I think it's going to be, we're going to look at, I, I think everyone's thinking USC and UCLA, which I do think is going to be a shootout, but well, I also think Spencer, Spencer Sanders. I mean, the, the, the dude is a competitor. He wants to finish his, his career. Basically he doesn't want to miss his last game against Oklahoma. Yeah. And, and I expect that game to be a lot like the UCLA USC sure. game. I think both that's going to be a shootout. So I'm going 7,600 Dylan Gabriel as my QB here. What are you doing here? I like it. So I was alluding to the USC UCLA. I'm going to, this lineup is a, a completely different than my main slate. I'm going to go DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson, 8.8 K and I'm going to go Caleb Williams, nine K. You got both quarterbacks in that game. I spent up huge at the quarterback position. So I need these guys to come through with big time performances. I wonder if our battle of bourbon is our quarterback battle here. Like, who do you want? Gabriel against uh, DTR or do you want Gabriel against Caleb Williams against both our QBs, which are way higher priced for you. But I think my guys are going to light it up. Cause I went with Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker against South Carolina. So I have Gabriel and hooker who are much cheaper than, I mean, not hookers, not that much cheaper than uh, Robinson and, uh, and Caleb Williams. But I am curious how this will shake out because you might be, you might be better here, but I do think, I do think all four. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the question is, even I might be better, but how much better am I and how much more money do I spend? if it's just incrementally better or if it's, you know, really if they're going to crush or not. So I don't know, we'll see, but uh, I, I certainly usually don't spend up that kind of money at the quarterback position. Like I'll go one expensive guy and then one cheaper guy, but I don't know, man, I was just looking at the slate here and pieces were fitting. And I was like, let's go, let's push all the chips in to the middle of the table here on this pack 12 showdown. <laughs> and for me, it was like Tennessee needs style points. Uh, unfortunately this four team invitational, which is a total crock of shit. Um, did you see, I don't know if I quoted this last week on the show, but the committee members reasoning. Yeah. It was last week before UCLA had lost. They said, well, we have USC five spots ahead of UCLA, even though they have, uh, at the time they had uh, the same record Mm -hmm. and, uh, and UCLA had a better strength of schedule thus far. Uh, USC had a tougher, (laughs) but he, his reasoning was. Caleb Williams has 28 touchdowns, right? <laughs> that was his logic on them voting USC ahead of UCLA. He said they're going to make up whatever <laughs> argument they want to have the, the bigger in there. So, it, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying if they're re- really valuing quarterback play and hooker right. uh, has, has, has lit it up this year. And I expect him to continue to light it up Saturday and Talk they would keep him in the game. Post. There, there's, yeah, they're going to bring up something different every time. That's the dumbest what, thing I've ever heard. It's their narrative. Yeah. That the dumbest thing I've ever heard of like quoting. That's like saying, well, Dominique Wilkins averaged 35 points a game. So the right. Atlanta Hawks are better than the Chicago bulls this year. Right. When uh, Reggie Theus was on the Sacramento Kings, he lit it up. He wasn't yeah, better than yeah. Michael Jordan, even yeah. though he might've averaged more. <laughs> Absolutely. Ridiculous. Love the, the Reggie Theus poll. Um, uh, so the, those are my two quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting. What are you doing running back wise? Did you go with three? I do. I have three and I'll start 
uh, with Ole Miss with uh, the freshman Quinchon Judkins. The guy's just a, a that guy's a animal. beast, absolute Jeez. beast. I, mean, I, I saw him he live. Heavily, yeah. I mean, against up against Bama, one thirty-five, two touchdowns. You saw him live go for over two hundred against A and M. And it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even that. It was like the first couple of plays. You were just like, this guy's better than everyone on the field. You could tell yeah. the way yeah. he was cutting and stuff. You were like, he's a beast. Yeah. I feel uh, sorry for for Zach Evans because I think Zach Evans is a hell of a running back. And when he transferred from TCU to Ole Miss, he's probably like, dude, this backfield's mine. All those Ole Miss running backs have graduated or transferred out, and then this freshman Quinshawn Judkins comes in, and man, he's going to be playing in the NFL. Uh, so yeah, I got him for seven K. Don't feel too sorry for Zach Evans. I think he got money to go to Ole Miss, so now I, I'm sh- I'm I, sure I, he'll be at USC next year. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm on the other side of things. Old Miss's rush defense has been a problem all year. I know I'm concerned if KJ Jefferson is gonna play or not. I thought I read that he is. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Well, then Rocket Sanders becomes a lot more desirable. And at 68, like 60, he's, he's a helpful yeah, running back too. 6,800. I'm loading up on the, on the Rocket uh, at Do you home. Have any money left over? Because because that no. could be. I mean, that could be a nice, huh? I don't. None. Okay. Cause I mean, Judkins is only $200 more expensive, but Hey, well, you, you want to have, have, you you have, have a little it. battle Judkins. I mean, they play in the same game. They're only $200 apart. It makes a lot of sense. Let's do it. That's our battle. That, that, that's, a, that's our bourbon that's, battle. That's a fun battle there. Cause I'm a big rocket Sanders fan too. I've rostered him a bunch of season at, as well, but I do like Judkins a little bit better. Uh, anyways, moving on, um, going back to my game in the Rose bowl. Uh, we know USC's main running back die is out. So you're going to get the backup here who is going to be thrust in as their RB one, their starter, Austin Jones, 5.4 K Stanford transfer. What a filthy look. They got their boat, their backfield from Oregon and Stanford. How ridiculous. I mean, Stanford's like, Uh, but I'm with you. I I I, I roster him too uh, against UCLA's questionable defense. Yeah, you gotta you for gotta that, do for it. That price, I think you have to. Curious if you have my last guy because I was a little bit critical of you last week rostering him because I said I wanted nothing to do with the Colorado Buffaloes <laughs> <laughs> and my boy so Alex, Alex Fontenot. Alex Fontenot ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown last week at USC. And they're playing Washington. They don't have a very good run defense. Give me Colorado Buffalo, Alex Fontenot for 4.4K. Obviously, I needed a cheap guy because I spent up a quarterback. You know what? You might have just convinced me. You might have just convinced me. I was going to go with John Emery Jr. for $100 more as LSU mm. takes on UAB. There's so, so many running backs at LSU. I think you convinced me. Give me Fontenot. Well, you convinced me to roster him from the get go, so I'm, yeah. I'm returning the favor. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, Alex. <laughs> All right, let's go, Alex Fontenot. I like to think his dad is Herman Fontenot, the former uh, Cleveland Browns running back. There we go. Uh, uh, so a wide receiver, top price wide receiver. What do you do? I got three. Back to the Rose Bowl. I'm going to stack him up with DTR, the Duke transfer. Jake Bobo, 6.7K. Okay. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> I want pieces of this game too. But my second highest price, he's my highest price receiver. My second highest price receiver. Go with uh, Kayshawn Boutte. Okay. Look, UAB's run defense is actually decent. It's their pass defense that I think is susceptible to lose this game. 
to LSU. Butte is a you know this guy's like a five star. He's got I don't know that UAB has an answer to, to guarding him, so could have a big day. Give me Keishon Butte. Fifty-six like hundred. What are you doing here? While we're in the same game, let me give me my cheapest receiver, who's actually at the tight end for LSU. He's a freshman tight end, Mason Taylor, son of Jason Taylor. That, that is, that is really? yeah, that. that's the real son of Jason Taylor. The guy's good too. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know what kind of production he only has, but two hundred yards on, on the year, two touchdowns. But he's going to be a good tight end for LSU. Uh, he's got potential. Maybe I get lucky and he gets a, a touchdown here. There you go. All right, my final guy on the roster. You don't change horses midstream, Nick. Uh, Jalen Polk. Colorado's pass defense is terrible. Jalen yeah. Polk just had a hundred yards. He's undervalued a little bit, in my opinion. He had a hundred yards and a score. He's, he's been boomer bust this year. He's been boomer bust big time because he is basically the third option for Washington. Well, it wasn't last week. <laughs> so <laughs> give me Jalen Polk at fifty-two hundred. For the Washington Huskies, then that's my roster. Who's your last guy? Well, that's funny because my last receiver is exactly 5,200 5, Also, I want to go, especially if KJ Jefferson is playing. I'm going to take Arkansas's Matt Landers, who you know he last week he had two for sixty nine and a touchdown, but they had that that Hornsby fella most of the game. Uh, the the last the two games prior to that with Jefferson under center, he had six. For one nineteen and four for one fifteen, big play threat. Matt Landers, Toledo transfer. You got. Uh, I got. Uh, you, did you put Winsett on your team too? No, you didn't, Trent. No. Okay. No. Thought you're gonna go with the the Toledo Twisters. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's my roster. We have our ba- our battle, right? Sanders you know, against. If you want a second yeah. battle, Polk versus Landers, I'd be more than willing. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Same price, might as well. Let's go. We got bad bourbons everywhere. Right, fill them up. Yeah. So it's the Do holidays, it. folks. Fill them up, <laughs> uh, folks. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. And once again, we tweet this out at TCE on SGPN. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. We tweet this out. We invite you to come play for just a couple bucks. We're not trying to take your money. Um, uh, just for trash talking, right? Something to talk about. Uh, but also we do it for college basketball. And, and if you have, if you, maybe you haven't made the transition yet, but subscribe to the college basketball experience every single night. And I'm there and Ryan McIntyre, AKA Moneyline Mac is there. NC Nick Patty C will be there shortly talking college hoops. Uh, so check that out as well. And also subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. And right now we just have so much sports going on. It's really unbelievable. I mean, you got uh, just so so many. I mean, whether it's uh, the World Cup, which kicks off on s- Sunday morning, uh, subscribe to the soccer gambling podcast. Subscribe to the World Cup gambling podcast. Subscribe to MLS gambling podcast. They're all covering it. All right. Then you have the NFL gambling podcast because the NFL continues to uh, you know go on through their season. Then you have the NBA gambling podcast as that season just tipped off over a month ago. Uh, NHL gambling podcast. The gray cup is this weekend in the CFL subscribe to the CFL gambling podcast, just a slew of sporting events. Obviously college basketball. They got these tournaments going on at 2 AM here in LA. I was watching a, a, a tournament in Dublin, Ireland tonight or last night, Nick. So, and this is <laughs> tonight, tonight it's 3 AM. So I mean, it's awesome. yeah. And then you got the Maui around the, the clock. You got the Maui Invitational tipping off. 
You got uh, in a few weeks, we got a, a tournament in London. You got some in the Bahamas. This is just 24 hours. Daytime sports. Yeah. 24 hour sports going on. You folks. know, I'm the biggest proponent for daytime sports. So I can, you know, when I'm working from home in my, in my home office, have it up on the TV, firing off some parlays, you know, playing some daytime DFS. It's the best. Yeah. I, I, what you, I think you went to the, uh, the governor's, uh, the the governor's uh, campaign uh, when he was doing a Q and A and you said what's your what's your opinion on daytime sports governor right <laughs> you want my vote you better answer your your pro <laughs> uh, folks subscribe to the college football experience as the season rolls on also FCS college football slate unbelievable this week you might think the FBS is a little weaker because Austin P is playing Alabama or something or. UMass is playing Texas A and M in the JFK Bowl, but FCS man, there's like once again to our argument, NC Nick, of like why you should have more teams in. You have like the playoffs don't even start yet in the FCS, but you could you could make a point that like there's like 30 games this weekend that are playoff games because there's 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 spots on the line, and the winner will get in and the loser will not. It's absolutely fantastic. Check out that FCS well, podcast. And not only but more more spots, but automatic qualifiers like yeah, the yeah. winner of each conference. Cause then the conference championship game is another round of playoffs. Exactly. The big South right now, you have North Carolina A and T and Gardner Webb, both in your state of North Carolina. The winner is going to the playoffs. The loser will not get an outright bid. It is an awesome game to watch this Saturday. Get some eyes on it. Check out the FCS podcast I dropped on the college football experience. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. Week 12 DFS late. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Shit, I mean, but he worked his ass off. But he had no smarter.